0: This is the John Oakley Show Podcast.
1: I am Peter Sherman in for John Oakley, and uh, we've been talking about these polls all week. Everybody has, because the last time I looked, I think there was at least three. And what's interesting about that many polls in that shortest span of time is you don't see that. Routinely, 10 months in, you might have a company that decides that, Uh, either it can market a poll to some clients and give them an idea of which way things are going in the province. Maybe they're looking at investments, things like that, product marketing, that kind of thing. But to have a a variety of companies issue polls, and some of those polls underwritten by, well, in one case, I think there's an Ipsos poll underwritten by the Canadian Union of Public Employees. Now, that is a major employer union uh, in the province of Ontario, so they have an axe to grind. And I can tell you that it isn't in favor of progress of Conservatives. I was rather interested in the number of polls uh, out in the field and being published in a week, not quite 11 months after an election, uh, none of them particularly favorable to uh, Premier Ford. And I thought, I don't want to talk one more time to a pollster who's got one of these polls out there telling me how to interpret things. I want to talk to a pollster who hasn't got a poll that he wants to flog, but who understands what the uh, implications are. And so I thought of my friend Richard Chano, who's a principal at Campaign Research, which is a company that operates out of uh, downtown Toronto. And I've known Richard for the past dozen years since he was running local campaigns like mine uh, and uh, has gone on to I won't call it national glory, but you're pretty well-known, Richard. Thanks. Thanks, Peter. Welcome to the program, first of all. Thanks. And uh, you heard my setup, and uh, you heard me talk about all of these polls are out there. You don't have any poll as uh, that I know of in the offing. But yeah. there's everything from a poll that says John Tory leads the pack for potential leaders of the Liberal Party, which, if you know anything about John Tory, is a joke. Uh, then you've got uh, Ford, who is looking like he's in the trash heap when he's got uh, – Basically, thirty-seven months before he has to be uh, pronounced upon again by the uh, the electors. What's going on here?
0: Yeah, I mean, a couple of things. First of all, there's been about four polls recently that I've seen. That that one in the setup there you mentioned was a little bit uh, was off. It was the um, I believe the QP sponsored poll was the Enveronics poll. Uh, The one that came out today or or yesterday. I just saw it today was the, the Global News Ipsos. Uh, Polara and then Main Street. So those are the four that I've that I've seen in the past, uh, you know, a few days. Let's call it a week or two uh, at the most. And and you know, I think uh, obviously there's some differences between them, but you know, broadly speaking, they all have more or less the same, uh, the more or less finding the same thing. There's clearly been been an impact on uh, on Doug Ford's uh, favorabilities in the Ontario PCs. Uh, uh, standing in the polls, and uh, and you know it is a matter of degrees the different pollsters have found, but yeah, there is there is pretty broad agreement that uh, that there's been a, a down downdraft on the Ontario PCs the last little bit. Also, want to acknowledge just quickly as well, we're close to the outset that we, uh, my company, has done work both for uh, for John Tory's uh, election and re-election uh, recently, and also for the Ontario PCs. So, uh, you know, I'm really only commenting uh, in this case on uh, the polls of these other companies that they've put out publicly,
1: which is all I. Asked you to do, and uh, that's full disclosure. So I appreciate that. But here's here's what I want to drill down and talk about. Uh, in being schooled on the inside part of politics, because the external part of politics I've followed since I was a kid. But you did a lot of that schooling, so I learned a lot of things from you. One of the things I learned is that if you're going to be um, doing the things that you set out to do. Almost regardless of what party you represent, if you're the new guy in town, which Ford is, or once upon a time Wynn was, or once upon a time McGinty was, or once upon a time Ray was, you're going to do some things that you may have said you were going to do, but in the first year, you're going to do them um, very rapidly, and you're going to turn some people off. Is that what's happening?
0: Yeah, I mean uh, that's that's true. You do want to get unpopular uh, things that you're going to do out of the way earlier, early, early uh, in your uh, in your term, so that you don't have to do them towards the end. In the case of things you have to do, let's say, uh, because then, then they'll have a negative drag uh, on you uh, before, right before your reelection. So that's true, and that was a point I think uh, one of the one of my colleagues, I think it was Daryl Bricker uh, for the Global News Ipsos poll, uh, made uh, the you know just just recently as well on that. You know, is getting some. Clearly, taking a negative hit in terms of his favorability ratings, but you know, uh, you could you could batch it under the uh, under that uh, strategy of trying to get bad news out early. I think, though, it does become a, a matter of degrees, and I think you know, depending on what set of numbers you're going to believe, and again, they're not none of them are too far off that, that that there is there is such a thing as going too low, right? And there is a, a danger zone that you can start to reach. It, it is hard to get negatives. You know, once, uh, you know, people are okay about their politicians and, and they kind of give people a chance to make an impression, there's honeymoon phases and there's all these things, but once you start to get a very negative uh, approval uh, rating, once you start to have high negatives pile up, it is very hard to, to get them off uh, and to turn things around. I mean, we saw that uh uh, with wind, once you know she sort of uh, dipped below a certain level, it, it it becomes very very difficult to climb out of that, and and I think there must be some some concern there that we're uh, that we could be approaching that uh, there. It, it seems that you know there, there's there's strong support for the Ontario PCs and Doug Ford in the view that there needed to be uh, the deficit needed to be gotten under control, and there needed to be uh, restraint and cutbacks. But there isn't support for doing it in a ham-handed or ham-fisted way, and it seems like right now the way things are playing out, you know, John Tory's been able to hold his his support, uh, saying that that uh, pointing out that things seem to be being done in a ham-handed or ham-fisted way, and it does seem to be uh, hurting uh, Doug Ford.
1: Now, I'm not uh, some kind of genius or expert, but I know a bit about communications and a bit about politics, and what I say is. You, people need to understand beyond the scope of slogans that are used in an election, what it is you're doing, what the plan is behind it, what the benefits are of it, and, and uh, at the end of the day, what's going to happen that's going to make things better for them, because that's the only reason people are interested in politics. Definitely. And uh, if, I were, if I were Doug Ford, I'd probably uh, have the best communicators I could muster, put together my messaging, ask the television and radio stations to allocate half an hour of time and address the province on a province-wide basis and say, here's what it is 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 that reasonable
0: i mean that would be one approach uh, for sure i mean you absolutely do have to explain uh why uh, you're approaching things a certain way and, and it appears so far from the numbers uh that we're seeing from basically all uh, all the public polling that we're seeing that that's not happening right now people don't understand uh why uh why things are being done why there's conflict I and mean, people generally don't like to see conflict between their levels of government uh and and uh, and leaders so so yeah that clearly isn't happening right now uh, that's one approach. You definitely don't want to be in a position where you're seeming to be ham or or ham-handed, and uh, and something clearly needs to be done to turn things around. So, so perhaps starting to make the explanation or why these cuts are necessary. Now, you know, one of the things that's been talked about is that the cuts are being done, you know, in, on sort of an in-year, in current budget cycle basis. That that uh, you know, obviously, mandatory the council feels is unreasonable. There needs to be some sort of uh, understanding of why uh, the cuts have to be done, you know, so hard and so fast.
1: Well, that's uh, part of the explanation that's required by people out there who are on the receiving end, uh, the parents of autistic kids, uh, parents, just general parents who uh, are looking at what's going to happen in the school year, in the fall, all of these things have come so far and so fast that I think they want to know. And I think a reasonable explanation would be welcomed. So, uh, I, you know, I, I extend that uh, warmly to Doug, who I support, and uh, I hope that we can get away from weeks like this one because it may have been a week from hell for Doug Ford, but I think it's a week from hell for uh everybody in ontario notably people who are in the business of trying to govern a city and uh also a province so uh we'll look forward to better things next week and i thank you richard
0: my pleasure thanks for having me on
1: all right that's richard channel principal of campaign research uh trying to help uh, us explain a bit about what we're seeing over the course of the uh, current times with the polling i am peter sherman in for oakley